Hello, my name is Scott Cameron. This is the Joys of Teaching Literature. If you'd like to know more about me, I offer online self-paced professional development for high school English teachers. I, of course, have a podcast, <laughs> a blog, um, sell products on Teachers Pay Teachers. Uh, so you can check me out at theteachersworkshop.com if you want to know more. Uh, so today's topic is, <laughs> I was actually thinking about calling this critical race theory or something along those lines um, but it is that's such a controversial topic right now not not even right now I I remember seeing it it's it's this summer so I don't really watch the news as much but back when school uh, was drawing to a close I remember uh, seeing some clips in the news about people pe people getting really heated and argue and, and arguing at board local board meetings and different things um, I get that I have the really random anybody anybody who watches the uh, Facebook video feed that it gives you I, I get the most random videos I don't know who they think I am uh, but uh, well of course they know I'm a teacher I guess obviously which is why they're giving me this video but um, seeing these videos of parents you know talking about critical race theory and um, getting really worked up about it and I just thought well let's just take a deep breath and step back and uh, think about what, what it is we're really doing in schools and, um, and I know that obviously you know when you talk about your specific specific school district um, you know this could mean a variety of different things because it could mean what it is that they want to teach at the local level that might have a lot of specifics or it might not uh, it might be required it might not um, and what critical race theory even is, I think is a highly academic thing. Um, we are talking about different theorists and different writers, uh, essayists, um, and, and to kind of think about it as a single thing, I think is problematic um, as far as how we define it. Um, but but broad, what, I'm what I'm talking about is racial literacy, uh, where critical race theory has just become something that's divisive like anything else and so I want to as teachers we're, I, that's the opposite of what we want to do we're not here to, to really get angry at each other and say we shouldn't be saying this or we, we should be saying this it's, it's we're just here to have the conversation and so that's why I think you know I'm teaching racial literacy as an elective next year um, and that's how we kind of frame it in our in my school district uh, and it's it's a wonderful wonderful course. We actually have an introductory course too, uh, which we did we just ran online last year. And, and so I'm just going to be talking about racial literacy, just because that's it is what it is. I, mean, I think critical race theory is something that people have thrown their own understanding, you know, have taken it and just made it whatever they want to make it. Um, and so racial literacy is just it's we're talking about race, reading about race just like we do in our classrooms. Everything is literacy, really, because um, we're always just talking and, and discussing and, and figuring things out and, and imagining things, and, and that's true in any, in any course that you take. Uh, and even, I remember actually having a conversation with a math teacher once, early in my teaching career. Actually, I don't even think I was a teacher yet. Um, and s s we were out and somebody said, oh, you're, he's a math teacher, you're an English teacher, you guys have nothing in common. And actually, the math teacher, I don't remember his name, was saying, no, no, no. He's like, I, I completely understand what my students don't understand or do understand when they, when, when they talk to me. When I just look at their test results, I have no idea what's going on. 
But when I when I kind of conference with them or when I talk to them and and say, can you tell me how you got to that to that <laughs> you know sometimes wrong answer, uh, then I know you know how to teach them because I can have that conversation and it is a lot of the the conversation that that matters. Um, and so he was basically saying that you know things are are not that different. So everything that we're doing is is really just talking. Um, and so. You know, and, and the thing that kind of disappoints me is is that I think it's not there's an opportunity when we talk about race and culture to to be on the same side, to have a common goal, and and that's really I think what drives education too is the idea that we might disagree but we have a common goal, um, and, and so that's I, I think always how we approach it as well too, um, and I uh, but I I'm also sad to just see this unwillingness to talk about it doesn't I don't know if if that's what it's about, but it, it feels a little bit like it's, there's just an unwillingness to talk about race, um, in schools, but also just in society, racism, race, culture, whatever label you want to call you know, whatever you want to talk about, we're just, that's, that's all it is. We're just talking about, um, this really important issue. That's a crucial part of our, the reality that we live in, which is what we're doing as teachers. Um, I don't think we should really be afraid to talk about anything. I mean, there's really nothing that's off limits. And, you know, their students look to us as models for how to think about the world. They're, they're constantly asking us for answers about these really challenging questions, but that's, we're not really there to deliver any answers. I mean, I think we're there to guide and, and talk and navigate different, convers- different, you know, facts and different things that we, that come up. Um, and, and, but really we're there to hand them an essay and say, okay, let's talk about this and, um, or a novel or a poem or a movie or a documentary or a statistic, you know, there's just, you know, for me talking about race or, or culture really is, has always been about love. You know, it's, it's, I think the opposite of like people get angry, they get worked up. Um, but, but really this at the core of this is us loving each other more. And um, we've taught, I, I think racism comes from a place where, where most people were taught that. Uh, and so it, it's not where we're, we're teaching love, right? So that's, you know, I think as innocent as it gets, really. Um, schools function on a lot of different levels to, to connect people, right? It's kind of what everything is about. Um, art classes, music, sports, right? Think about how sports connect people and have, again, share a common goal, of winning or just getting exercise, participating in this, you know, this beautiful game, uh, science, really. It's thinking about connecting people, uh, it's, uh, connecting each other where we can use the same product or understand the world under the microscope. History is about connecting people, language. Children discover what they love to do and eventually they turn their work into a contribution. A contribution that directly or indirectly helps others. Love is what drives all of our conversations and work. Understanding the role of race in our history and in our culture can be complicated and take a lot of time. But some of the best ideas I've encountered related to race are simple and they make economic sense. I'll use one example. I was watching... Uh, I think it was like a convention of mayors. I forget what it was, a PBS or something. It was a long time ago. And they were basically talking about this program where uh, they use somebody in the community to 
talk to gang members and people dealing drugs or whatever it might be. Um, and it was somebody who lived that everybody trusted. It wasn't like some government person or cop or undercover cop or wasn't anything like that. Obviously hired by, you know, employed by the government, I guess. Um, but they would just kind of talk to people. <laughs> like that was their job was just to talk to people. It wasn't to get them in trouble or find out where the next crime was. It was just to talk to people um, and they were trained to do it. And they, again, it was a person in the community that everybody trusted and it worked and crime rates went down and they've been going down for a while. Um, and so that's a simple solution that makes sense, right? So that, that those are the conversations and there's tons of ideas like that out there. Um, when it comes to, to, you know, solving society's problems, which is what the schools are. They're like, what kind of think tanks for kids? We're just kind of there to, to guide them along on their dis- way of discovering the world and, and how to, to fix it. And then we send them off into the world and hopefully they fix it. You know, they're 18 years old, they graduate, and hopefully we live in a better world as a consequence of them going to school. Um, so the, that's the question is how do we find a way forward that, that works for everyone? Um, well, first and foremost, public has tasked teachers with presenting facts to children. And that's, that's it. We're there to give them facts and say, this is what we know. This is our best understanding of reality that exists. Here it is. You read this essay. Again, statistic, you know, documentary, whatever it might, whatever, you know, materials that we have, sources that we have uh, that are the best representation of the truth which is, that's a ch- none of this is easy. That's a challenge. We're here to, we're, we're kind of fancy curators, right? In the, kind of an art gallery of knowledge where we're just kind of figuring out what is the best truth and how, how to best teach that, that truth or that fact to children and, and, and generate the best conversations about those facts. But that, the conversation or the essay, you know, when we ask them to write, we are asking them to make sense of the facts that we give to them. If, if it's a science class, they're writing down, you know, how the formulas and equations all relate to each other and connect to each other. Or if it's ge- geography or if it's geometry, whatever it is, where they're figuring out that reality. Geography is kind of an interesting idea too, right? Because it's a map of, it's a, it's a bird's eye view of, of reality. And so they're kind of looking down on, on different things. But we're just here to give the map to them, right? And, and be as polite and as kind and as gentle as we possibly can about the conversation that's going on between our, between our students. And obviously, we're the, we're the leader in the room. We're the model of, of like how to talk to each other about these things. Um, but that's all we're doing is, is we're looking for answers to questions. Um, any kind of answer must be, be backed up and supported with facts and with evidence. This is the, why the five-paragraph essay or four-paragraph essay, whatever, or just essay, hasn't gone anywhere because you say something and then you back it up with evidence. Without the evidence, why would you read anything that doesn't have evidence to support the argument, right? Um, and that's, that's all we're doing. And those facts might be, you know, it could, those could be anything. We talk about racial literacy. It's just understanding culture and race. Uh, and of course, so it's a sort of class in sociology to some extent. Uh, but those those facts or those things that people wrote could, could come from poems or essays, a lyric from a song, a statistic, a formula, foreign language, perhaps like the case of computer science, a code, 
uh, historical event, current event, right? We get facts from all over, uh, and, and we just give them to our students. We present reality to our students and ask them to, to make sense of it. Sometimes the answer is absolute, like two plus two equals four, or my personal favorite, you know, <laughs> while people always talk about how complicated physics is. It's like, physics is just F equals MA. Uh, it's obviously more than that, but I just love F equals MA. Uh, sometimes we ask students to think for themselves and come up with their own answer. But when a teacher asks a question, a student must provide as much evidence as they can so they can believe in what they're saying and stand behind it. So two, I'm going to give you two, sort of two extremes. One's An Empire State of Mind by Imani Perry, um, and then uh, A Race in America, which is published by Norton. Um, that's a much that's a kind of a textbook, like a classroom textbook, even though in the introduction they say they don't want it to be like a classroom textbook. It sort of functions on the level of looking at all the different sort of areas of, of society uh, where race is important, but really everything. Um, but they kind of divide it up into like education, criminal justice, different things like that. Um, racial literacy is like anything else in education. It helps us find who we are and where we're going, and, and how to find a positive way of talking about these things, right? Talking about culture. Everyone should be able to, to talk about their culture in a positive way. Everyone, no matter what your culture is, you should be able to talk about it freely and openly. You know, when you talk, when you talk about the word culture, that's a complicated word, actually. In media studies, elective I taught once, sort of how we started the course. It was like, well, what is culture? You know, it's, it's geography, it's behavior, it's habits, it's religion, it's tradition, custom, you know, it's, it's colors, it's fashion, it's sports, right? It's, it's the things that we do in these, whatever community we are defining. Um, so it's, it's, it's even complicated to define culture, but, but mostly culture comes from history and what historical forces sort of shaped the community that we are in. Everybody should be able to talk about the history of their culture in a way that is, is both positive and, and po probably critical as well, too. Everybody should be able to look at their own, uh, the, their, their own ancestors, if you will, uh, and be able to just talk about them openly and honestly and, and not get angry. And, and um, po politics is defined by anger, I feel like. Like, I must believe this one thing because my party says I need to um, if we want to if we want to move beyond that of like that just cage that that is politics if we want to solve that problem where people can actually come up with a solution like I said that is simple and make makes economic sense um, then we need to create a balanced and inclusive conversation about race where everyone feels conversation everyone feels comfortable to ask questions, state opinions, and, and find answers to ch challenging questions. And, you know, like any great course, we want to make it problem or, or, or project-based, where it's not even just a question. It's like, how, how are we going to present our response to this in a way that other people can participate in the way that we feel about something or, or can, can connect with our understanding and relate to our understanding or even exchange ideas when it comes to our own understanding of a particular question, right? That, so the project part of it is cool because it's 
just again gathering evidence to your teachers the curator a person helps you find certain articles and statistics or, okay look at that you might want to look at this or look at this thing they tried you know or look at this thing that happened in the 80s look what Reagan did whatever it is uh, let's watch this video of this politician talking what is he saying there what does race have to do with that you know th those kinds of things where you're just asking questions and then they go find the answers um, either through reading a book you know reading an essay watching a video watching a documentary whatever it might be uh, reading a textbook um, you know but but there you're there to just help them find the answer um, it comes to race you know we're all we're Americans we love competition so we should should want to give all children including adults a level playing field that's that's really at the core of this this topic I think which is where it gets sticky because when you start talking about advantages and disadvantages and who has what advantage and disadvantage but everyone again when you talk about a shared common goal that is a level playing field where everyone gets the same opportunity is treated fairly um, and when you uncover evidence that states that we are very very far very 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 far from a level playing field in our country um, you know, it's, it's, again, we're just here to fix it. It's not, we're not arguing about who's to blame or, you know, you know maybe saying that one culture is to blame or, or whatever. We're all sitting in the same circle, coming up with solutions. And, and, and the solution is the level playing field. Uh, but when we ask them if there's a level playing field in our country, we need to ask them about how race is, is part of uh, our policies when, it's, when it comes to education, I mean everything: education, healthcare, criminal justice system, wages, uh, and housing. Um, and looking at the history of those things is important, but also looking at what's going on right now is why, why would you not do that? Uh, you know, you're learning about the world you live in. You know, schools are not just these places where you look backwards; they're a place where you do all three. You you look backwards. You look at the world as it was. You look at the world as it is right now. As you walk out your front door, you look around and you have conversations and participate and engage in the actual present moment. And it's also about thinking about the future. It's about fixing, you know, uh, things as they are now. See, understanding them as they are now. And think, think about the things I just... You could take a, a graduate level class on those things I just... I just listed and still not understand and have a complete understanding of, of the role of race in all of those things, education, healthcare, criminal justice, wages, and housing. That's how much information's out there. So what are we saying? Like, of course we're going we're gonna to talk about this in school um, because it's going to make our world a better place to live and, and help people get along with each other and understand each other better. Um, and, and, and most importantly, do this American thing, which is comp celebrate competition. <laughs> Give everybody, you know, every child especially, uh, a level playing field, right? Because children can't help their situation. They're just given the cards they're, they're dealt. Um, and so when you talk about schools and all the different s s private schools and really good public schools, and there's just so many different ways that, that people and, and there's so many different ways that we're still segregated. Um, 
so we got to look at why that is, uh, how society is still segregated, and what we can do about it. Um, and then we can think about solutions, right? So, so race and culture are not single topics to cover in class, right? They're hinges on a door that opens to a reality and allows us to connect across time and space. Thanks for listening.